treat life as a complete learning journey. Welcome to your personal branding podcast with Bernard Kelvin Clive, your number one career and business podcast in Ghana, bringing you expert interviews and insights into personal branding, personal development, and publishing. Now, here's your host, Bernard Kelvin Clive. Right, welcome to another exciting edition of your personal branding podcast and really interesting, especially this edition as long awaited having Jeff Bullers on the show. Jeff is one of the top leading social media marketer strategies on influencers by top by Huffington Post, by Forbes and, and is very, very influential in the social media community. I've been following uh, Jeff for over three years now, all in, from his blog post and all social media activities. Jeff, I'm glad to have you on the podcast show as you are committed to helping businesses and personal brands to establish using social media and social media strategies. Thanks, Bernard. It's been great to be here. So uh, thanks uh, for the opportunity to have a chat with you and your audience. It's a pleasure. I treasure. Okay. Yeah. Jeff, <laughs> Jeff I, I want you to delve a little bit into maybe your little bit of your background, how you got into social media marketing and being a top influencer now. What were your background studies and activities and business? Then we delve into the meat of the day. Okay, so I've been in the digital industry for quite a long time and before that I was actually a teacher, but I've been in digital for about uh, 25 years and wow. I came across... Uh, social media, Facebook actually, I joined Facebook in 2008 and it was really fascinating to see how people were interacting with the platform and then Twitter and I noticed people's obsession with it so I was, I was really fascinated, so I was very curious so what I did was I decided to start a blog on social media marketing and about attracting customers to you through content and I started the blog on that sort of topic and it's been a very interesting journey to see what's evolved over the last six years. I started the blog in 2009, wow. and it's uh, been really interesting to see the evolution of social media, uh, the mobile web as well, digital marketing, marketing automation. So we're starting to see some real, I suppose, maturing of the industry. So that to be involved you know, close to the start of the social media business marketing revolution was rather exciting. Wow. So you have a background in, in, as a teacher education, and you, you, you're one of the early adapters getting to, uh, Twitter and to Facebook in the early ages of 2008 till now. One of the things that interests me, excites me about you, you blog almost every week. How do you do this? Uh, I actually had a day job while I built the blog, and I got up early, so... For about four years, I got up at 4.30 a.m. and wrote my blog before I started my full-time job. It, because I was really passionately interested and still am today about the, the industry and the area and also the way it's disrupting business um, and different industries. So I made the time because, one, I was passionate about the topic and, you know, sometimes you just need to strap yourself in and do the work and I just plane made the time to actually create the content and I relentlessly created content for uh, since I started. I started with maybe a couple of blogs a week, blog posts a week and then moved to doing 
uh, five a week, actually. I think for about six to nine months, I did five blog posts a week. Wow. More recently, I've been um, getting guest um, authors on to write blog posts and and basically work on making sure we maintain the high standard of quality content that uh, hopefully interests people and keeps them bringing, bringing them back. Wow, wow. So you, you, you wake up very early to get your blog done before moving to your full-time... Um, so I started the blog and I also shortly after got a full-time job working in a digital agency. So I actually was getting up at 4.30 in the morning to actually create the blog post and publish it and market it on social media and email before I headed off to my nine-to-five job. So and I did that for about four years until I went full-time about 18 months ago. And the reason I got up early because I was passionately interested in the area. It just fascinated me and I'm still curious today and it, it excited me about the opportunities to reach a global audience um, from your own, you know, I suppose, home office and that was pretty exciting and the opportunities it opens up to people globally to uh, create a personal brand is pretty exciting and that continues today. So I went about full-time about 18 months ago and we... Uh, Evolving the business now into a whole range of different topics, still, but still being true to what I call online education to educate and inspire people to win at business and life in a digital world. So one of the things I find true to you is that you, you're doing what you love and you are passionate about. So the juice and the flow is always there to be able to always want to educate. And another quality or value I found in what you said is that you're always constantly hungry or you want to keep on learning the new trends and new things that's happening in the social media front. Yeah, it's, that's the, I think you've got to be a continuous learner. In other words, it's not just about going to high school and then going to university or college and then saying learning's over. In fact, the learning's only just begun. And that's really important to treat life as a complete learning journey and to keep at it. You know, I'm a voracious reader of books. I have been since I was a child, so that's helped me keep up to date. Uh, I love reading you know, blogs and just seeing what other businesses are doing online, whether they're blogs or online commerce and online publishers, just seeing what they do to actually attract traffic um, and capture those leads and turn those leads into customers and sales. So it's, you know, you've got to be, for me, I'm passionately curious and innately curious. So that continues today. Oh, Jeff, let, let's delve into building a personal brand or corporate brand using social media. I want you to give us your strategies in all these in this two main areas, on Twitter, blogging, and Facebook, your, your strategies, how to, how organizations and individuals can use this to drive, I mean, to build your brands. That so we can pick from maybe your top uh, secrets on Twitter. You can give us three on, on on blogging about three, and maybe on on uh, Facebook about three of them in those areas. Then let's build on that. Okay. So the blog uh, is my portal or my platform to the world, and that's content that I own and create. And it's important to do that, I think, for anyone, if you're working in a knowledge industry especially, because that becomes your hub to actually attract uh, prospects and potential customers. It also is a place where you can position yourself as a thought leader and basically grow your personal brand. 
And it's something that will take years to do. You don't expect this to be a get-rich-quick scheme or to be something that you can do overnight. You really need to persist and be very consistent at the content creation. And you need to create this content that what I call begs to be shared. It's really important to create content that has great headlines, uh, define what works and what doesn't, and to continue to create that content. So that the blog, if I said three things, one, be consistent. The other one is be persistent. And number three, make sure that you create what I call great headlines and keep working on that headline, keep crafting those headlines and see what works and what doesn't. So they're my top three tips, persistence, uh, consistency, keep publishing, think of yourself as a publisher, and also um, you need to work on your headlines. Uh, that's just the top three. There's many other things behind that. Mm. The other secret um, source, I suppose, for me, ever since I started, has been Twitter. Twitter's been a great way for people to discover me. And I think learning the art of how to use Twitter to actually capture people's attention, to, for them to then discover your blog from the tweets, and for you to add value to your audience is really important. So Twitter is your, uh, I suppose, distribution, one of, one of the great organic or earned distribution platforms or networks that you can use. Because one thing to create the content, the other one is actually to get it to be distributed and shared. So if you can build a great network on Twitter and get them to actually share your content by offering them great value um, then by inspiring and educating people. It's really important that uh, you do that. And for me, that's something I did with Twitter very, very early on. So Twitter, you need to uh, create you know, a large and loyal following. Number two, you need to be uh, creating what I call visual tweets. So visual tweets get shared much more, can be three or four hundred percent more than just a text tweet. And the third thing, and I did this fairly um, shortly after I started the blog, I think it was about a year, 18 months, you know, I worked out a way to automate my tweets on a recurring basis and created what I call um, evergreen content that can be shared on a regular basis. So there's my three tips for Twitter. Basically, keep building your following. Learn to uh, create great visual tweets and also to automate. So automation is very, very important. What you're seeing now is, is the rise, fast rise of what I call digital marketing automation platforms. Mm -hmm. Because the problem with social media and content is it's many moving parts. And the only way you can really scale is actually to use the machine. And the machine is your digital marketing automation platforms. And that's platforms like uh, Infusionsoft, which I use. Mm -hmm. I also use other people use you know platforms like HubSpot or Marketo. Um, other people use Entreport. There's a whole range of platforms out there that you can use to actually uh, automate the I suppose the drudgery tasks, and that's really important. Facebook, yes, it's important to be there. From an earned and organic viewpoint, it's much harder to get traffic these days. But people still do read your content out on Facebook. Uh, but it's very hard to get that organic earned traffic. You really need to pay to promote your posts on Facebook to get any real traction. So Facebook, really, the tip there is, yes, be consistent and create you know, great visual content on Facebook. Uh, 
Number two, you need to learn how to use Facebook's advertising platform. That's very, very important. And again, be consistent in terms of your publishing and your engagement on on Facebook. Okay, now the question from all these uh, tips we shared from all these platforms, uh, one of the things that running through is consistency. That how you you really need to be consistent in all all of this. Yep. Yeah, consistency is important because people, you know, if they see that you're publishing once and then you don't publish for a month, well, it's going to be not that inviting for them to come back because there's nothing new. So you need to be providing something new on a regular basis because the social web's evolving very rapidly. And you need to be keeping up to date and informing your readers. So that's why you need to be thinking like a publisher. A publisher just doesn't publish once and forget. They don't publish randomly. They publish regularly. So that's really important. You've got to think of yourself like a magazine. Magazines publish every month or every week or every um, two weeks. Um, Newspapers publish every day. So you've got to have that mentality. You've got to think like a publisher. Now, the question is, uh, how do you create loyal and large following on Twitter? Um, basically, you need to um, use the law of reciprocation. And so what you do is you find people that are, what can we say, in your niche. So um, I basically have a strategy where I follow people in my niche and the law of reciprocation, when someone follows you on a social network, they feel partially, I suppose, obliged to check you out and possibly follow you back. And if they discover when they check your Twitter account out and where it leads to and you're creating great content, then going, well, when they see your tweets that you're adding value, I'll go, I better follow this guy. So what you do is by following followers in your niche, you can create what I call a focused, targeted tribe. And I've done that consistently since the early days of Twitter. I think even from 2009, I started um, that particular strategy. And on top of that, then there's just organic growth by people finding you when you put on lists or you uh, get talked about in conversations on social media. But that's something I've pursued for years. Um, A lot of bloggers think that they're too important to follow anyone else because um, I've just come to them, whereas I go and follow people that are in the niche and uh, that opens a conversation, also opens um, and builds my network. So, so there's no automation in this in this process. It's always manual, just going through, checking those in your niche, following them and if they have great content. Early, yeah, early on it used to be automated and uh, there was some sort of early adopter tools that came out and they, Twitter, quickly banned those. Um, it can be done manually through Tweepy, but it's actually quite quick to do. So you could hire that out to a virtual assistant who could do that for you. Um and they can do that for you every day if you wanted to and build your network. So you can outsource that quite readily. Mm. So it means that if you're able to outsource that, you need to already invest time into, into doing that yourself. Yes. So, uh, but if you find the right tools, you can do it quite quickly. It's not automated, but you can, it can be, you can be very efficient. Mm. So looking at Steady says that uh, Twitter is growing steadily, but it's very effective when able to engage people uh, using Twitter. But its growth is very steady, uh, slow, 
growth over the years as compared to other social media platforms? Yep. Yeah, the fastest growing is Instagram. Um, there's some other very interesting platforms emerging, such as Snapchat. Um, but the one that I'm really curious about at the moment is Periscope and also Meerkat. But Periscope um, is your live video streaming that you can stream to your followers. And that, I think, has got some huge, very strong, highly um, personal way of actually sharing your knowledge with people by this live streaming. And I think the last number I heard with Periscope, which is owned by Twitter, was that they had 7 million uh, users on the site, and that's been done in only, I think, about 90 days. So that's pretty exciting. I think that's something to really watch uh, closely and work out how to use it effectively to uh, basically build a following and also to use it to engage with your followers and to share your knowledge with the world and also convert that into leads and customers. Mm. So in the long term, when one wants to seek to build a lot of social influence on which, which in your view is the best, best platform to use currently based on certain factors? Uh, a lot of the metrics that are used because it's so easy to share is Twitter. So Twitter's almost seen as what I call the default influencer platform because it's easy for people to share your content. Um, you've got LinkedIn, which is actually important, but it's a bit buttoned up, so people don't tend to share as much on LinkedIn. Yes, you can engage in groups, but it's hard to get anything to move uh, virally on LinkedIn. It's By nature, it really doesn't work very well that way. It's got a great number of users. But Twitter is really, I suppose, a platform of choice that a lot of brands see as uh, the best way to actually influence the market. You know, and it's, influence is a very strange term. Everyone's trying to work out what it means in terms mm-hmm. of the influencer marketing uh, approach. You've got advocacy platforms like Influitive out there that sort of crowdsource uh, brand ambassadors that are you know, fans and advocates of a brand like you know, Lego or Apple. But on the other hand, Twitter I, is certainly used by a lot of the big metrics companies, data analytics companies to measure uh, influence uh, because the data is easy to capture. Two, it, it, the data or the sharing is very fluid. So it's actually Twitter is a great platform to create online influence. Well, so Twitter is a, is a great way to start with. Now, considering blogging, I, I find quite a number of blogs or personal blogs are turning to ghost sites or ghost blogs. So what, what, what can individuals or brands do to boost up their, 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 their blogs? To boost their blogs, what do they do? Yes. In terms of attracting traffic, traffic is that what you mean? Blog, yes. Yeah. There's a whole range of strategies, and I actually, as I, I basically cover the five key strategies to drive traffic to your website or blog, and we look at all the different uh, tactics you can use, and we also have a, a special offer on a book at the end of that uh, called 101 Plus Tips and Tactics to Get a Ton of Free Traffic Without Paying Google or Facebook. Now... The, the tactics and strategies we look at are looking at search engine optimization, we look at email marketing, we look at social media marketing, we look at content marketing, and we also take 
uh, a look at mobile marketing. So there's a whole range of things, and, and these things all work together. So Twitter can create brand awareness. People then discover your content. Then they'll actually link to your blog, which will then improve your SEO. When they land on your blog, you can actually have an offer, so they actually opt in and give you your email, and that's based upon the quality of your content and what you're offering as an opt-in bonus. So all these different strategies very much are very, um, what can we say, they, they work together. So it's more than the sum of their parts. So what you need to be doing is a whole range of what I call multi-channel marketing approaches that can drive traffic. You know, for example, some blogs were just relying upon Facebook driving traffic and then Facebook just wound down its organic earned reach. Yeah. So some blogs actually lost 90% of their traffic because they had all their eggs in the Facebook basket. So it's really important to actually pursue a multi-channel approach to growing your traffic. And then you want to turn that earned and owned traffic, and, and if you're paying for traffic, you need to turn that into owned traffic. So earned is where you get attention from social media networks. Paid is where you buy it from Facebook or Google. They need to bring it to your portal, your website, and then you need to actually build that email list. And it's especially important for bloggers because then that's an email list that they own. And that's really important because then you can reach your customers when you want. And the phrase, the money's in the list, is very, very true. <laughs> so the challenge, the challenge in all this actually is not just getting the traffic and then not just engaging them. The final step that's a conversation that many of us are not having in the content marketing and social media marketing world because it's not sexy. It's not, it's not, you know, a very interesting topic because it's just dry science. It's actually how do I convert that customer, that lead into a customer? How can I convert that prospect that opts into my email list or turns up on my site? How do I make him a customer? And that's, that's quite a, quite an art and a science mm. in itself. Wow, so that was a lot of things. Like you need to think multi-channels of driving traffic to your site, and also ways to keep them and use an email list or a giveaway. The one might say that okay, I have a blog, I have social media uh, following, quite social media following on Twitter, Pinterest, and Facebook. And the point is, like an upcoming author, writer, or brand expert. Okay, I'm now creating an email list. What would be the my fastest way to grow? Uh, uh, Email list. Let's talk about getting about my first thousand email subscribers. What do I have to offer them? Here's my blog contents that I need to share them to send back to them. Or what are some of the things that I can do to still keep my audience, my list engaged and increasing them day by day? Okay, okay. One of the simplest tactics is actually to offer something like a free ebook, um, or an even simpler tactic is to offer you know a free PDF that people can download, which might be five tools you use to drive traffic. And so people will get that PDF or that free ebook when they um, opt in and turn up to your site. So you can have a banner at the top right, but um, a much more powerful way with which gets a lot more conversion is actually to have a pop-up, which I notice you have on your blog. Mm-hmm. So you can have a pop-up on entry or you can have a pop-up on exit, or you can have both. Now, people say that pop-ups are actually annoying. Well, they sort of are. You know, guess what? They actually work. So don't just ask for an email address. Offer something for free. And that's really, really important that you are continually optimizing and working out ways to actually get people to opt in to your email list. Mm, so you always have something to offer them, whether a book or like, uh, something. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 
in a forum I belong to, uh, someone asked that, said that um, now people are beginning to get smarter that instead of me opting out for, for they just opt in for the giveaway, the, the stuff, then they, they unsubscribe. Yep. Um, that does happen. So the double opt-in can stop that. In other words, um, mm-hmm. basically they'll only get it if they actually confirm their email. But yes, they, well, it doesn't stop it. it basically, yes, it, that does happen. So the reality is that people do do that because they don't want to get any more emails. That's fine. If they don't think you're going to add, continually add value, well, that's maybe their problem. But it, it happens. Uh, but that's reality. Don't don't lose any sleep over it. Just just keep working on offering great value and optimizing your opt-in process. Jeff, you've been doing so many things. I want to ask a question related to productivity for brands. How do you effectively manage all these things? What are your maybe top three uh, productivity tips regarding social media uh, promotion for brands? Uh, you need to work out what you're good at and then outsource the rest. So if you're not good at technology, find a way to actually uh, find a part that will do that for you. Uh, it might be in-house. It might be you know, outsourced. Um, if you want to create premium content such as online courses, you might need to get someone to create content for you or you need to maybe make your platform attractive enough so people actually will want to write for you as guest authors. So... and because basically guest authors will come to your blog and write for you because you give them attention. So you've got to start thinking, what am I good at? Um, what is the key thing that will make, you know, if you want to make money as a blogger, you want to create a lifestyle blog that creates a business that gives you a, a life that you enjoy, or you maybe want to scale it, you've got to work out how to actually systematize and also outsource um, those you know, I suppose drudgery tasks, the tasks that can be uh, easily done by someone else, or the technical tasks that you, you're not good at or don't want to do. As an author yourself in blogging, posting, sharing with a lot of information on social media on, online now, how do authors uh, react or protect their content regarding relating to plagiarism all over the place? How do you protect your content? Um, different authors have got different, I suppose attitudes to plagiarism. Some uh, will be very brutal about it. Anyone that copies them, they'll hunt them down, um, threaten them with legal action. You know, guess what? What happens is that people are going to steal your stuff anyway. That's true. So, and the thing too is, you know, most people don't. Like 99% of people don't or 98, whatever the number is. Like, you know, just I think really, you know, unless it's blatant, they're making money purely off you and they're basically, you know, fine but really in the end of the day you really got to just say look it's a social web people are going to do stuff intentionally or unintentionally um they might not attribute or they might attribute and what you've got to do is say what's my attitude to this so it depends on whether you want to keep hunting down people that plagiarize your work which means you wouldn't get anything else done <laughs> and maybe paying lawyers a lot of money uh so for me i'm much more open about that because it's going to happen um, yeah, it's, I don't like it, uh, but quite often at the end of the day, everyone's crowdsourcing your content and sharing it and attributing it. So at the end of the day, you've got you, you win much more than you lose. Mm. I think I, I, buy, I buy into that perspective personally because whatever happens, people are going to 
I mean, still your content in any way. But if you focus on the good you are giving out, I will say that in a way, in a form, you're going to have a good karma coming your way. Yeah, I, that's right. That's why I don't. It's not something I lose sleep over. You know, some people get really upset, and that's what they do. They go and hunt it, hunt down people that, are, you know, plagiarizing their stuff or think they are, and that's where they focus. And really, you know, they mightn't get much else done. Yeah, so uh, in, in your view, what are what are we likely to look at in the next two five five years up in the area of social media? What what is what is the trend going to be like in, in wild guess or or steady? What are the trends moving towards? The big move is going to be digital marketing automation. Uh, that's one of the big trends. In other words, you've got to be able to understand that you will need to do anything at scale and do it efficiently, you are going to need to actually automate as much as you can and also to use the platforms to help you increase your conversion rates. The other one that's going to be another big trend is the use of mobiles to consume content. So you've got to work out how you actually can optimise your content and your blog for mobile so you actually convert mobile visitors into both leads and customers. So that's the second big trend. Um, another big trend is going to be uh, the increasing use of analytics to actually work out what works and what doesn't. Because what happens is as markets mature, the effectiveness of certain tactics are going to diminish. So you're going to be constantly having to analyse and use data, analytics and metrics to actually work out what works and what doesn't. So those are the three big areas that you really need to be looking at. Digital marketing automation, um, how you market with mobile, and also how you can apply science to your you know, art creation or your creation of your content. Because there's the art and the science of content marketing and social media marketing. The art part is the creation of enticing content, great headlines, great visuals. The other the science part is the digital marketing automation, the analytics. Wow, great. So one needs to uh, embrace himself for these things and start delving into these deeper before trains. Yep, yep, exactly. Yep, why aren't you into podcasting? Uh, because I really haven't had the resources and time to do it, but that uh, is going to change. So I actually do have a blog post podcast that I do every day, which um, a partner of mine, Oddvox, um, Joseph Nargi does for me, mm-hmm. and it's a great partnership. So I actually am a podcaster, but not in the traditional sense. So you actually can listen to my blog posts read out uh, from my blog post pretty well every day. And actually, we get about uh, close to 120, 150,000 downloads a month that, of my audio That's podcast funny. blog post. So I actually am a podcaster, but not in the traditional sense, but I... And wanting to start a podcast in the next uh, four to five months. So hopefully by the end of the year, I hope to have a, I suppose, an iTunes-enabled podcast running maybe on a weekly basis. But to edit it and get it launched, it does take a day of work. So that's quite a commitment. Mm-hmm. So you really need to make sure you've got both the technology in place and the resources to do it properly, and that's what we'll be doing later this year. Mm, that's true. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the next next few months. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. All right, Jeff, thanks so much for your time Let's to learn from your expertise. So, and lastly, what would be your billion-dollar advice to the world? 
billion dollar advice. Um, I suppose think big. Um, keep adding value to your audience and do what you're passionate about. And then also on top of that, you know, systematize what you do, create processes and automate. But yeah, you, if, it depends on whether you want a lifestyle blog. In other words, one that gives you a life where you can travel and blog and earn money. Another one is might say you might want to, you know, create a billion dollar business. Well, that might mean doing a technology startup or a dis- business that will disrupt or add great value in a niche that needs disrupting. So really it's over to you what you want to do. What sort of life do you want to live that's true to yourself? So I think discovering what you're, I suppose, really passionate about is the biggest purpose in life we can discover. And if you can discover that, then you'll never work another day in your life because it's just fun. Just fun. Passion. Working with passion. Where can one connect with you on? So you can connect with me at my blog, Jeff. Bullis.com. Um, you can actually find me on Twitter, which is at Jeff Bullis, J-E-F-F-B-U-L-L-A-S. Um, or you can just Google me and you can actually want to contact me via email. There's a contact form on my blog and you can send me an email. And my email is Jeff at JeffBullis.com. So there's three ways to contact me. Oh, thanks. Thank you, Jeff, and it's been really fun and in, in, interesting and insightful for this episode. Thanks so much, Jeff. Okay, it's been a pleasure, Bernard. All right, so at this time, I want to recommend my latest book, Reputation Management, 99 Ways to Build and Boost Your Brand Visibility. So check it on Amazon.com today. Visit Amazon.com slash author slash Bernard Kelvin. The book is Reputation Management, 99 Ways to Build and Boost Your Brand Visibility. The best is yours.